morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I know I am. First off, I want to apologize for the lateness of this episode. It's been a crazy week. I actually just moved to a new apartment, so that's always fun. And not to mention, I just built a desk with my own bare hands. And if you're wondering, yes, I did build it to Bob the Builder. Was it nostalgic? Yes. Would I do it again? Probably not. I think the neighbors complained. (laughs) Yeah, Bob the Builder. Such a classic. Anyway, for today's episode, I actually wanted to talk about a specific company that I feel basically fell from grace. Once a thriving company, well, it's still technically thriving, but in my opinion, they had so many ideas, so much potential, and now they're basically focusing everything on one video game franchise, in my opinion, has been overdone for years. And you know what that company is? That company is Activision Blizzard. And it's kind of ironic because you know why? They actually started from humble beginnings. So one thing when I was researching Activision Blizzard, the one thing I didn't realize was the fact that they were there in the beginning of video game history. Back in 1979. Can you believe that? 1979 is when this video game company was basically born. And you know what's the funny part? The company started with four video game developers who basically banded together because they weren't being treated right by Atari. Because while Atari was making millions off their game ideas, they were basically being paid scraps. Now, if you're wondering how much they were being paid, I think they were being paid $20,000. I don't know how much that occurs to back in 1979, but compared to bringing in millions, that is basically being paid scraps. And they actually became, if not the first, one of the first third-party developers for home console games and has been making games for over 40 years. Can you believe that? Heck, we experienced most of those games. Well, not most, but some of those games. Especially for us people in their 20s and 30s and play a lot of the games from the 90s and early 2000s. Some of those 2000 games I love. First of all, they were in charge of the Shrek games. So that's already a win, especially with Shrek 2. Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, which was fantastic, both 1 and 2. Guitar Hero, the Spider-Man games from 2000 to 2014, so that already includes Spider-Man 2 with the web mechanic that we all fell in love with. And not to mention, they were innovative. Think about it. The person who made the web mechanic basically said that they wanted to do it for the first game, but they were too far into development to implement it. And when it came to Spider-Man 2, they basically changed the world in video games. Not technically, but made people want to web sling because the web slinging mechanic in Spider-Man 2 was fantastic. Heck, some people say it is the best and even the new Spider-Man games don't live up to it, which I gotta say is kind of BS. I actually think the new Spider-Man games build upon it especially with the miles morales one definitely definitely build upon it but anyway it's just going to show you that activision used to be super innovative with what they were introducing heck they used to be introducing so many video games per year that you basically needed a list compared to now 
where they're barely releasing three games. The last time they released more than three was back in 2020, and they released only four games. Now, if you're wondering why I'm not listing Blizzard in any of their development, it's because they only merged with Blizzard back in 2008. So they weren't really responsible for uh, World of Warcraft or the Diablo games, but were responsible for the games starting with 3, and of course recently Diablo 4, and most of the expansions for World of Warcraft. But even then, Activision was making different types of games with their studios and allowing them to be creative. And then of course, their most popular series was born, which was Call of Duty. Then, after Call of Duty was made, they released a game every couple years, then of course World at War, then Black Ops came out, and after that, of course the Modern Warfare series, they began to release a Call of Duty game every single year. Which was fine in the beginning because you can basically take up different wars. You can do the Cold War with different missions, Iraq, Vietnam, and a bunch of other stuff. But here's the problem. You start to run out of idea. And before with Call of Duty, it used to be fun. They used to have fun matchmakings. Uh, personally, my favorite Call of Duty was Black Ops. And it was great. You had zombies first introduced. You had the Pack-A-Punch. You had so many different stuff. I remember when you can earn in-game money and basically bet on different games. Did it hurt anybody? No, because the only way to earn that money was to basically play Call of Duty. And not to mention, you got to pick the maps you wanted to vote for. That's something that the new Call of Duty hasn't really done. And even now, most of the energy has been focused on these new Call of Duty games, which kind of feel rehashed. Like I said, before when they used to release a COD game every year, it used to be fun because they used to have so many different ideas and the companies weren't just focusing on that, but after Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 3, it just started becoming tiring and people started to see the same patterns. I mean, think about it, there wasn't really much difference between some of the Call of Duty games. Maybe you couldn't dolphin dive in one. I mean, one of my favorite uh, games was Advanced Warfare because they basically gave you that Ecto skin and it basically changed some of the gameplay. Was it popular with a lot of players? No, but it was pretty well received for me because it basically changed up the game. You can wall run, you can double jump, and it made it futuristic, which was what they were going for. And that was the thing after what Modern Warfare 1, Cold War, Vanguard, and then Modern Warfare 2 recently, some of the people have basically gotten tired with the Call of Duty games. Heck, me, I don't think I've touched my Modern Warfare 2 game in about four months. And that's because I started to get annoyed with some of the stuff that they were pulling, especially after the whole Warzone fiasco. And if you don't know about that fiasco, it was basically when they decided to change from Warzone 1 to Warzone 2 and told everybody that none of the skins that they had purchased would transfer over. That's insane because we were basically promised that Warzone 1 was going to continue for years. And then they decided to throw us two, which was going to be free, but none of the stuff that we bought was going to transfer over. And if you think about it, think about games like Fortnite. Fortnite has been going on since 2017, and all the skins that they've released, partnering up with different companies, they're still there to this day. I still remember one of the first skins I got was from Predator, 
when we had to hunt the predator. And I still have that skin. They didn't go, oh my god, we're switching to Unreal Engine 5. None of the old skins are transferring over. Everyone has to repurchase. No. They built that trust with the player base and continued to reward them saying, hey, you can have all these skins and keep them until we basically stop supporting the game. Which for Fortnite is going to take a while. But basically when it came to Activision, they started caring only about the money, especially when Call of Duty started bringing in the big bucks. Modern Warfare 2, the most recent one, was their highest selling video game ever. It made them over a billion dollars. And I get it. For their shareholders, that basically was making money, printing money. But it kind of sucks that that's the only thing they started focusing on. It was great when they announced that Call of Duty games would now be releasing bi-yearly instead of yearly to give some of these studios a break. But I would assume with the amount of games that they were going to decrease with the Call of Duties that the quality of the games would increase. But that hasn't been the case at all. A lot of people have been complaining about some of the Call of Duty games for a while and have basically been saying that the quality of those games have gone down and I have to agree with them. Because if you play Call of Duty 10 years ago and play Call of Duty now, you will see a definite quality drop. Especially since Call of Duty has been focusing on making only money from these two games. Think about it. If you play Call of Duty now, you'll basically be seeing a lot of loot boxes trying to be sold, uh, battle pass, new skins, gun uh, blueprints, and all that stuff. That wasn't there 10 years ago. You didn't need a gun blueprint. You basically played the game, grinded as many hours as you could, and unlocked most of the attachments and was be able to do this and that. I remember only one time where Call of Duty basically had a game, uh, not a game, a gun between a paywall, but you got a bunch of other maps between that. Nowadays, they're basically trying to milk you for any type of money they can for blueprints, for skins that may or may not be able to transfer over. And a lot of people have been trying to pick up the slack for Call of Duty and Activision has been trying to shut them down at every turn. One of the biggest controversies that they had recently with, try- with basically succeeding shutting down was with M- what, nah, MS, SM2. Now, if you don't know what SM2 was, it was basically a Call of Duty style game, which had all the old Call of Duty maps, had actually some of the old developers from Call of Duty fixing all the stuff that needed to be fixed, uh, basically having all the guns, and they basically shut it down. Because uh, my guess is they were afraid that this game was going to basically pick up the pace where Activision basically slowed down. And a lot of people complained because this had been a dream game for many Call of Duty fans in the community for years because they were basically doing what Activision wouldn't. And when SM2 got shut down by Activision, oh my god, so many people were angry because they were basically saying, hey, you are going to lose you're go- this game is going to basically pick up the slack and it looked like it was going to be fantastic and then they shut them down and you would think that call of duty would try to be like okay we shut down sm2 and we're going to try to fix the some of the stuff that people have been cl- complaining about in our own game but that wasn't the case they basically doubled down focusing on battle passes and skins trying to grasp at a fraction of what fortnite makes and the player count has been dwindling because of that So here's the thing, Warzone reached a high on Steam of over 488,000 players 
and now it's below 70,000, which is weaker than Warzone 1 was back between 2000 and 2021, which had over 100 million downloads. And of course, the 488,000 is only for people on Steam, since we don't know the true numbers on console for people who downloaded Warzone 2. But still, for it being weaker than Warzone 1, that is crazy. But apparently Activision, they don't care about the player count because they're still focusing on milking whatever players are left. In the quarter of 2022, quarter four, they made over $1 billion from the sale of Modern Warfare 2. And the player count for that is over 100,000 players online, which is basically nothing that the other Call of Duties had. Think about it. The previous Call of Duty players were over 100,000 players. But for the community, that's basically showing that they're starting to abandon the game. And Activision doesn't care because they basically made their billion off of Modern Warfare 2. And here's the funny thing. So many players would come back to Activision if they would basically fix a lot of the complaints that players have stated. But they haven't. So some of the stuff that they talked about was guns being overpowered, maps that basically supported people camping, which sucks because I loved how you basically had to move around in the old Call of Duty games. There wasn't really places for camping. You always had to be on the move. And now most of the most of the maps, they support people to camp. They can be sniped. They can stay there for a while. And it kind of sucks. One thing also is the respawn points. I would respawn and instantly die because the enemies were right there and I just got killed. You know how frustrating that is to basically care about your KD and basically be told by Activision, yeah, we're just going to respawn you sometimes in random spots and be instantly killed. Heck, I talked to so many other Call of Duty players that basically quit because they got tired of being instantly killed, especially with players invading respawning points and the respawning points being predictable. That wasn't really the case back then. One thing that wasn't the case back then was the confusing menu because now you have Warzone 2, you have multiplayer, which is separate. They basically slapped it on on the menu and basically left some players confused with the UI. They kind of made it sloppy and unorganized. Which kind of sucks because before everything used to be a campaign, multiplayer zombies, or just multiplayer, and whatever other stuff they had that wasn't zombies. One thing that really sucks is the fact that Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, the remakes, had disbanding matches where you basically play with people and if you liked it, you had to send them a friend request fast because then every time you started a new match, it would be with a new group. And it sucks. I remember making a lot of friends on Call of Duty, playing with them, sending friend requests, and then we got to play more because we basically got to know each other. Now, if you don't like the person or you want to play with the person and it get, the match gets disbanded, maybe you'll send them a friend request or an invite to play and maybe they'll join you. But a lot of those lasting friendships won't be made now because of the decisions of disbanding the matches. And one of the other things that players have complained about is the skilled-based matchmaking. I get it. It looks great on paper to basically say, hey, if these two players are basically consistent with each other and they're very skilled, we're going to put them in the same match to basically raise their skill level. But most of the times, if you end up doing good, you get put in a lobby where you're killed instantly 
because a lot of the players there are basically camping, chucking grenades, or are just so much better than you, but the freaking skilled matchmaking didn't put you in a game where people were on your level. Most of the time, it was people who were above your level, and you were just adding to their KD. Most of the time, back then, when you basically were put into a match, it was randomized. That's the one thing I loved about stuff back then, man. It was random. Maybe you'll get put with uh, players that are good, and you were basically medium, and you weren't just washed upon. Sure, maybe you'll be put in a team that are basically trash. But that wasn't all the time. You could have some fun playing Call of Duty, and it made things interesting because you never knew what type of skills the other players may have. And it made things maybe not one-sided. One of the newest games that has just been released are basically fixing a lot of the problems people had with Call of Duty. And that was Battle Bit Remastered. This is a game that just released, and it only costs $15 on Steam? And there are only a few thousand players behind Call of Duty on Steam. And this game was basically designed by three people. How crazy is that? That this game, Battle Bit Remastered, doesn't have the same graphics as Call of Duty, but is more innovative. When you bleed, you have to basically patch yourself up. You have to basically get healed some of the buildings you can actually destroy fully and knock them down and you can basically go into every other building that is there there isn't a building in battle bit remastered where you cannot get into and it's fun it's basically if you combined battlefield and call of duty and they had a baby maybe the baby was a bit ugly but it had all the great qualities that people missed and if Activision wants to regain a lot of their players, I really think they should look at Battlebit Remastered and learn from them. Because these are the fans that got tired of waiting for Activision to do something and did it themselves. And that is insane. And we're just talking about Call of Duty here. My opinion, if Activision wants to pick up the slack from Call of Duty and basically revamp the franchise, I think this should change that their promise from making a Call of Duty every two years and basically upgrade that to three and allow the other studios to make other games. Allow them to basically take their time if they know they're not going to be the next Call of Duty studio for six years. Basically allow them to basically make another video game and work on a Call of Duty on the side so when they release that new game, they're able to put all their focus on the new Call of Duty. Because that's the thing, you had all these different studios making so many different games back way when, and they were able to take those talents, learn from them, and basically made a new Call of Duty, which was fun and it gave them time to play around with what they wanted to do. Unlike now, where they basically had to basically copy and paste, copy and paste. Okay, maybe we'll add this and maybe this will be fun. If you give these studios time, they will surprise you. They will really surprise you. And it sucks that Activision has turned out the way it has. And that's not even talking about Blizzard. Because Blizzard has been just basically another money grabber. Especially with the Overwatch, what's been happening with them. If you guys don't remember, when Overwatch 2 was announced, everybody was wondering why they were even making Overwatch 2, when clearly they could have been supporting Overwatch 1. But they promised everybody they were going to add story mode. They promised everybody that they were going to add PvE. Cut to what, a year after, barely, that Overwatch 2 was released? They cancelled PvE. And now they're basically having people 
pay $15 to play single player missions for a DLC. And you know what's funny? Overwatch 2's player base is dwindling like Activision's for Call of Duty. Because they're basically showing their true skin that they only care about money. And that's after all the controversy Blizzard had with their workplace, toxic behavior, and sexual harassment. Activision Blizzard has been taking L's for years. Basically getting on the bad side of a lot of people in the gaming community which sucks because they used to be so innovative and for people saying that they won't care that they'll continue to do what they're doing you don't understand how interesting things are going to get because this company is not too big to fail if you guys remember people were saying the same thing about atari oh they're too big to fail they're going to be there forever nowadays people don't even know what atari is and ironically, like Activision, they were basically putting all their eggs in one basket. For Atari, it was for their E.T. game. They put so much money into that E.T. game, making so many copies that it basically bankrupted them and put the video game community into a recession in the 80s. If you have not seen a documentary on that, I would recommend it because it's insane. And now look at Call of Duty. Activision, for a bunch of their studios, is putting all their eggs on Call of Duty, hoping it's gonna bring in money. And if they aren't careful, it's gonna turn into the next ET story. And same thing with Blizzard, all the controversy they're having, basically making a sequel that was unnecessary and maybe putting in some expansions for WoW that make money here and there. I mean, WoW, while they still have a bunch of players, hasn't been that popular with the release of other basically MMORPG games. Not to mention the graphics for World of Warcraft are definitely showing since the game has been released since what 2004, which is impressive. It is very impressive. I honestly think they should kind of shut down WoW and revamp the graphics for what they are. But then again, maybe their servers won't be able to handle that for how many players there are in the world. But honestly, WoW is another one that has been kind of dwindling. And it's because Blizzard has been trying to just come up with new ways, like Activision, since they're basically the same company, to milk as much money from the franchise as possible. And it truly sucks. Like I said, I don't think this company is too big to fail. It's been done before, and I think it will happen again, if they're not careful. And if it does happen to Activision and Blizzard, I'm just wondering what video game companies between Sony, Microsoft, and maybe some others are going to try to pick up the pieces and take on some of the studios and basically bring them onto the team because these guys are creative. Heck, I would love Sony to pick up some of the studios from Activision and basically make a good multiplayer game. Maybe team up with Bungie. Make a really good game because remember, for a time, Call of Duty and Halo were competing with each other. Heck, Battlefield was in there too. And you had to argue, oh my god, Halo was the best first-person shooter. No, it's going to be Battlefield. No, it's Call of Duty. These were the arguments we had way back then. And now, you have so many different people saying that Call of Duty sucks. Call of Duty's not even in the top three anymore. And it is what it is. The players have spoken. And it's going to take a long time and some, basically, some sacrifices from Activision to get players on their side again. But I hope it happens. Activision has brought so much joy to players in the 2000s and even some now that it would really suck if they just went deeper into the rabbit hole and basically destroyed themselves. But hey, companies may learn that way. Rise from the ashes like a phoenix.
anyway, that's it for this episode. Like I said, uh, from now on, I'm basically going to be focusing on one subject here and there and basically giving my two cents. Now, I will say the next week I am not going to be posting an episode just because it's 4th of July weekend and I kind of need a break after moving and building a bunch of stuff. So I hope you guys really have a blessed one. Have a happy 4th of July. And you know what? Stay safe. I'll see you guys in about two weeks. Sayonara. See you later. And have a blessed one, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.